I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? All right, all right. And just like that, you guys, we are... Live. All What's right, going on? All right, all right. All right, all right. Good God. Man, it, welcome back. It has been a minute. A hot minute. A hot minute, man. What is a hot minute? Is that like sex? Because yeah. that's like you a hot 30 not. seconds yeah. for me, man. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. You beat me to it. Man, a hot minute. We did it twice, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I, I couldn't even try, man. I'm not 19 anymore. Uh, sorry, guys and gals. I know we say we'd be back around, but uh, yeah, shit happens. It's 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 been it's been hectic. So we'll catch up about that overall. But tonight we got just the boys hanging out. Uh, what did you call it tonight, Alex? Uh, the bald boys. I think that's what we're calling ourselves now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck Nick. Sounds... We don't need him anymore. <laughs> Sounds horrible. Guy has too much hair. <laughs> I mean, we can accept some uh, suggestions for a name change in the comments. Oh if you guys have anything better than bald boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they have oh, something better. Uh, that actually just reminded me. Blake uh, Blake Barton, when he was here, we came up with the name Male Pattern Ballers for like a, oh a free fly team that was never a thing, so we could kind of steal that, too. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> so if we like that better than bald boys, we Male can use that for the time ballers. being as a, as a placeholder, as long as Blake's not too upset about it. Yeah, He's fine. still a part of the club for mm-hmm. life. For life, because bald. Do you miss having hair? Uh, I do. It, well, it comes and goes. Um, there are times where I absolutely miss it, like just the little things. Like I remember what it was like being able to run my fingers through my hair, which is like a cliche thing to say, but I miss it sometimes. <laughs> and I think what sparked my memory was, was because Man. sometimes my beard gets uh, kind of long, and when I run my fingers the wrong way through it, I can feel it pulling on the hair follicles, and that's what reminded me of like, oh, I don't, I'm, I don't have that on my head, and I never will again. <laughs> Um, but but I've pretty well accepted it at this point like we mentioned a little earlier like some people go through that process Mm of okay you notice it fading you try to keep on like hold on to it for a little longer or like wear hats or like change the hairstyle I I was shaving mine long before I started you know I mean not you know before my started receding and all that stuff so I was just I was always hot and so I was like I didn't want to spend the time getting it ready or anything like that so I, I have very typical Asian hair on the top of my head so there's like not much you can do with Asian hair except for like a rice bowl and some scissors, <laughs> oh man. Oh, I, it's uh, I mean, there's a picture of me on Facebook somewhere in a Dumb and Dumber suit with a rice bowl haircut. Oh no man, you you've seen it. It's uh-huh. the picture of uh, me at five years old wearing a little okay. uh, tuck, a three piece yep powder blue suit with that's, my sister in a kimono. That's the one yeah, I was picturing. Yeah. <laughs> was that before or after the movie? Uh yeah yeah and do well before that's so well before man that was in the uh, uh quite possibly and more than likely in the seventies oh wow okay yeah don't say it that way <laughs> don't say it that way. <laughs> yeah I, uh, most of my friends get shocked or put back when they realize how old I really am I'm I'm not old by any means but I was born in nineteen early seventies you sure. know yeah sure. that that's a while back. And I game a lot, and uh, it was my birthday recently, and some boys were wishing me happy birthday in game, and a bunch of guys were like, yo, yo, yo. And I told everybody, like, yo, I will straight Venmo you money if you can guess how old I am today. <laughs> and I and everybody, like, one of the guys was like, dude, legit, he will do it. Like, I, he's, he's holding to his word on this. 
and nobody got close. One right. guy was like, uh, you're 40. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, <laughs> you're saying I'll call me old. He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 49. <laughs> um, and people get shocked. and uh, But yeah, I'm old. Dumb and Dumber was way after my time. Yeah, clearly. Way after. <laughs> Man, so one of our problems uh, not having shows lately is a lack of guests. And, you know, before COVID, we had guests traveling in and out of Houston all the time. I was on the drop zone all the time. And uh, now it just doesn't happen that way anymore. Um, I'm on the drop zone more than I was the last couple of years, but uh, we don't see the traveling guests as much. So uh, our plan this night, this evening, is we're going to catch up with us a little bit. Josh uh, was recently at SHOT Show. Um, that's where they play a lot of basketball. Yes, um, that's it. <laughs> we're we're going to talk a little bit about a new uh, idea for how we're going to run the show as well while we're, while we're getting at it. And I'll kind of tip on that right now just because if anybody is lame enough to listen to the show late on a Thursday night, I love you very much and thank you. Uh, we're going to do more of uh, the answer question and answer stuff that we've talked about in the past. You guys got anything you want to ask, answer question, throw it in the comments. If you want to have something uh, talked about on the show, I want you guys to start emailing us, monty at gravitylabradio.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you happen to follow us on. Just send us messages. Just let us know. Um, avoid leaving them as comments in this show uh, unless you're watching it live because we don't go back and watch these afterwards. We don't go back and read the comments afterwards. I'm so sorry, guys. i got to see myself enough. I don't want to see myself yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do generally go back and look at the comments after the show while I'm editing. So I do go give them once through. But after this show's done, after tonight, I'll never see those comments again, man. Uh, so, no, send us, yeah, send us questions. We will be covering what we're talking about. We'll be doing more uh, of this kind of bullshit. Uh, one of the reasons we brought Josh on the show is you can produce, you can host. All of us can do the same. Now we have no excuse not to host shows. So There you go. There you have it. Yeah. Straight in the horse's mouth. No excuses. <laughs> yeah. No excuses. So, did you call me a horse? No, a horse mouth. Straight from the horse mouth. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank that was you. a good <laughs> clarification. <laughs> so, how's, so SHOT Show, how's basketball going? So uh, <laughs> a crossover? Apparently did you it's sink very, a couple? It's very busy. I, I made a couple uh, <laughs> of points, I guess. Uh, no, no, SHOT Show was good. Uh, so for those who may not know, because... I, you know, I, I've always taken it for granted being in the industry that I knew what Shot Show was. I figured everybody did, and and this last this last couple of months talking to some people, they're like, "Oh, what's that?" And I'm like, "Oh man, people don't know." And then, and that's why I'm the stupid one to think that people would know. What I this have is. to actually think <laughs> if I even I think I know what it stands for. So Shot stands for the Shooting Hunting Outdoor Trade Show. So yes. it is uh, it is the largest. Um, gathering of firearms and outdoor uh, retailers, wholesalers, dealers, um, industry insiders, manufacturers, and then uh, their procurement personnel, as well as law enforcement, military, and then international procurement personnel. So, um, you know, while it started as a little, you know, 45 years ago, it started as a little kind of hunting show and, and shooting <coughs> shooting expo, It's it's now where... You know, everybody from every major manufacturer in the industry kind of, um, uh, you know, brings out their new products uh, and, and everything from stuff that's available to consumers, you know, so your big gun making Glock will be there, Remington will be there, here's our new guns for the year. But then you'll also have military, you know, kind of that military industrial complex there, like, you know, Boeing and stuff like that will, you know, have their... Um, you know, some of their new product there that's really, only, I mean, it, I mean, we're, I, I, I 
I didn't demo it, but I got to see the you know the newest iteration of Mark 19, which is a 40 millimeter grenade launcher. You know, obviously not available on the consumer market. <laughs> Lame ATF. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, but so so yeah, you have this this massive gathering, and to put it in perspective, just just some stats so people understand. Uh, it's in Vegas every year. It takes up uh, two entire convention center floors of the uh, Venetian Expo and then an entire convention center floor of the Caesar Forum. So uh, there's about 65,000 people attend um, as, uh, uh, that are in the industry. Uh, about 2,400 vendors are, are actually expoing there. There are, uh, it's about 800,000 square feet of floor space, which Some is... Some would say 14 acres. 14 <laughs> acres, yeah, or, or 14 football fields. Uh, 18 acres or 14 football oh, fields. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, if, and then about 13.9 miles of actual aisleway to walk. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, so one, one of the, somebody ran the stats, and if you were going to, so the expo is uh, four days long. The first day is actually a range day, so you spend it on the range. The expo is four days long that you can visit vendors. If you wanted to visit all of the vendors, you uh, you could only spend a minute and 17 seconds at each oh vendor over the four days to, to see everything. So, I mean, it's, it's really not feasible. You go with kind of a, hey, I need to see these people in mind. And then you just kind of wander around besides. You, you said a minute and seventeen seconds per, per vendor? vendor for four days over four days. That is incredible. Do you think anybody has that goal to speed run the whole thing? Like, hey, Some what's up, everybody? Guys. I'm going to the next Some one. Going to the next I don't one. know, but now it sounds like yeah, I mean, it sounds like somebody needs to. Some, yeah, if someone hasn't, they should for sure. <laughs> Because that's a mission. I tell, I itself. always tell people like, oh, oh, this is my first time going to shot. You know, if you really are going, you know, to to really experience, like, I want to see as much as I can see. You know, take yeah. three days. There's you some know, dude from Mississippi days. who saw them all. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm going to get them all, brother. I'm going to get them all this year. Minute 17, we got this. <laughs> we need to have like a punch, need a punch card or something. Like <laughs> yeah. Guy with the most punches at the end. Yeah, he's got to win something. I mean, that's gets dedication a, for gets sure. a gun or something. <laughs> oh, yo, I'm in. Let's go. I, I get a workout and a gun. For real. Man. So, yeah, it was... Um, it was a lot of, I mean, it was exhausting. Um, you know, I mean, it's you're you're pulling ten to fourteen hour days depending on what you got going on. We had a lot of stuff going on at night too, just like any other conference, just like PIA, which you know we're probably gonna talk about later. You know, a lot of stuff happens during the day at the booth, but then a lot of the deals, a lot of relationship building, a lot of networking happens afterward at night. All these events that are going on around Vegas, that, you know, that are. Um, that are connected to SHOT Show. Um, we ourselves, since we, we did the grand opening of our uh, retail experience center in Vegas, so that was a huge ordeal while, you're, while we were there, so prepping for that. And, um, so I spent about uh, almost two weeks, I spent about 12 days, 11 days out there, and uh, just prepping and then, you know, actually getting ready for the show and then break down afterwards. So it's quite a... Uh, real quick, you say we, uh, some of our, our listeners might know, yep. uh, but not everybody knows you work for Berna. Yeah, Berna Technologies were a less lethal uh, weapons manufacturer and, and uh, just less lethal kind of products manufacturer in general. So. Dude, imagine shooting spicy paintballs. You taught me that word. Spicy high-tech paintball. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a lot of what we do. I like <laughs> the sound of that. It sounds pretty awesome. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Spicy paintball. Uh, for, for If you don't know exactly what he's saying, literally it looks like a pistol. It's the size of a pistol. It's the shape of a pistol, but it's orange or yellow. Um, it shoots paintballs. It has CO2 canister. It shoots paintballs. Paintballs are full of pepper spray and or tear gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is all it really is. Super easy to use, super easy to shoot, very comfortable. Um, if mistakes happen, somebody's going to cry. I mean, that's really the worst of it. Um, so I, I, 
I like it. Um, I'll, I, we we own them. Uh, we own one. My my wife. Uh, it, man, forget my wife, dude. <laughs> Somebody broke into my house. I have a gun. If I need to shoot him in self defense for my life, I think I can't. But sure. man, that's a very difficult. I, man, I, that's that's heavy. Sure, that's super fucking heavy. And you're the one who sold me on this thought process. Instead, I have this this tear gas launcher. I've got this fucking little fire, this paint, the spicy paintball thing. He breaks into my house. I take a couple shots at the walls around him, and that alone will deter him, let alone if I can hit him. And, and I get at him in this cloud of pepper gas. And then if he still comes at me and still wants to kill me, maybe then I feel more comfortable having to, to do something. Uh, or I got time to run and get out of my house and save my dogs. Fuck the yeah. cats. <laughs> they, they're on their Trust own. Trust me, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll somehow. They'll Dude, somehow I feel sorry fine, for the so. guy breaking into my house, yeah. man. Ralph's going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph's a murderer. Oh, I don't doubt it. He'd be all over him. So, yeah, so. We've noticed in the last couple of years that there's been a you know big a big push in across the U.S. you know for better or just more force options uh, when it comes to self defense and and I mean uh, Burn has been extremely successful over the last yeah, couple of years we've we've done a, a lot of uh, a lot of good things gotten to do a lot of really cool things work with some really cool people and and now and then of course. This week, uh, this last week at SHOT Show, we released our, our 12 gauge. Um, so we now are in making 12 gauge ammunition, less lethal 12 gauge ammunition in the same f- manner, in the same factor, uh, utilizing very, very similar chemical uh, compound components. And, and, uh, uh, but it just fits in the 12 gauge that you might already have sitting at your house. So, um, so really just expanding that repertoire of, of, uh, you know, of, of less lethal options. So, so yeah, so that's what we were doing. Um, I uh, just had a really good time. Got to meet some really, really cool people, and uh, just, just glad it's over. <laughs> so, do you say it's like PIA? Um, excuse me. I would say PIA is similar to Shot Show in in the scale of like a tenth. Um, so they're alike to a point, but uh, man, PIA is a pretty fun week for me. Said and done, I'm on the road. I'm, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm at this thing but man for the most part we're having a good time our expo floor is open from 3 p.m to 8 p.m um <laughs> you were like okay yeah. ours uh, is open from 8 p.m to 5 30 p.m yeah so. and that's two of the days one of the day it, it's it's five to eight day one three hours mm-hmm. day two and three it's three to eight and then day four it's three to six three hours i like that schedule way better it's much more relaxed. I can imagine. <laughs> and honestly, man, you don't need more than that at PIA. Like, I've gone to PIA just as an attendee, as somebody. That's it's the first time I went was just as somebody checking it out uh, as a fun jumper. And then and that was years ago when I was a brand-new fun jumper and had no clue what I was looking at. I was like, wow. That's I mean, I had no clue. I had 50, 60 jumps. So now... At PIA, this there's seminars too as well. So there's so there's there's yeah. you know opportunities to learn and oh and dude, it's great. So do those go? Are those in the morning? Those as go well? from the morning okay. eight to five. Gotcha. That's so you I'm have saying. seminars all day long. Oh, so you can so you can feasibly go to seminars in the morning. Oh, and yeah. then Still hit the expo. Floor My first and, two or three uh, PIAs, I was eight to eight. I was seminars all day long, just sitting, watching, attending, learning, getting knowledge. Uh, expo floor, going to meet people, network, get to to know different uh, things. Man, I. Straight up, 100%, I don't think I would be where I'm at right now in our skydiving industry if it wasn't for PIA Symposium. Um, uh, the rating center and what I've done with that, uh, the symposium has has really not much to do with it at all. 
um, my relationships with uh, my sponsors and eventually my business relationships within the industry were all fostered or all uh, uh, coddled and nurtured, nurtured at PIA, man. I've gained a very close relationship with Adam Schmucker from, from SSK, the owner of SSK, president, co-owner, uh, the owners of LMB. Uh, I built my relationship at PIA with them, and, and it started off as just being friends, going to dinner with them over time, hanging out with them here and there, to now, I mean, it's it, it has made my career. Sure. So it's a, uh, it, it can be a wear out, but at this point for me, it's just a good time. So, so, you know, for new jumper, not necessarily new, but are people that are new to PIA, you know, what are some of the seminars that they can expect, you know, and to, man, to, to see so that? Alex, I'm going to ask you to help me out, man, and, yeah. uh, look up PIA symposium 2023, and you're going to find their events calendars and it's going to have days of seminars and whatnot. Um, but, uh, Historically, the seminars have been very gear-related and gear-heavy, and those are still there. Uh, historically, it's very much about the rigor and the industry, and, and there, there were some really good seminars. Absolutely loved them, but they got very redundant over the years. Uh, PIA is Parachute Industry Association, so that is the entity that puts on the symposium. We call the symposium PIA is short, but that's sure. what it is. Uh, the symposiums, uh, PIA has done a really good job, particularly their committee for the symposium about wanting to market us to fund jumpers better, and that means we must have better fund jumper seminars. Um, canopy collision seminars um, and, and conflicting conversations. So, so as an expert, there are conversations that I sit in in, in seminars that I wouldn't recommend the newest jumper go into in some cases. Um, most of the seminars are geared for any level. Um Wingsuit uh, Cypress uh, came out, uh, sat with Adam Schmucker from yep. SSK. We sat through a seminar on all about it. We got trained on it, learned about it, got an understanding of it, how to pack an Infinity Mart is going to be there, how to pack a, a Sunpath Reserve. All the manufacturers do displays, packing a main parachute, tips from the guys at PD, uh, special needs tandems, uh, the importance of tandem training, uh, marketing seminars, leadership seminars. Alex, uh, do you have that list at all? Yeah, I'm looking at some of the events right now, and there's quite a lot of seminars on here. One of the first that catches my eye, yeah. and it's actually the first one on the list, is just Evolution of Canopy Planforms. Yes. Um, maybe That's a, a little one. bit more of a niche thing, but again, even a newer jumper who wants to like know some of the history behind this stuff, that, that sounds like a great thing. I would to, love to go to that. And who's yeah, presenting that, that super one? Cool. That would be John LeBlanc. Yeah, so of course John's. it is. So yeah, like yeah. I would have... Like, which is all, which basically yeah. should just be renamed the history of PD. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. So it, it's going to be a, uh, of course, evolved version. Of, dude, no, it's every level jumper will enjoy that. Will understand it, man. Mm -hmm. If you're a new canopy pilot, I think you'll get more out of it because you don't. You probably don't know a lot of that. Yeah, today your opportunity to lay a foundation of knowledge. Today your opportunity to lay a foundation of skill is unlike what we've ever had, and it should be that way. And man, to to learn from that. What else is on there? Um, still kind of on the canopy side of things. They also have What is Canopy Flocking by Matt Leonard. Again, hey. catering to maybe a little bit more of a, like a niche interest, but for someone who wants to learn that stuff from the ground up, that sounds super, so super nice. Also, that Canopy Flocking, if you're a DZ manager, if you're a drop zone owner, yeah, if you want to get definitely. into DZ management, it's important to do these. Tex has one about movement, angle, an angle flight. Tex is doing a seminar. Mm, nice. And once again, you don't have to want to, to do angle flight. If you want to manage, you want to be in a drop zone, you want to manage an operation, you're an instructor and you're involved. You're a, a belly jumper and you want to understand what these guys are doing. To coexist in the sky, man, the, it's, I've gone to seminars that make no sense to my logic, to, to what I do. 
but it interests me because of the diversification. Sure. It, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, I'm just scrolling down their page now, and I'm getting to the rigging section, so I'm just, like, personally nerding out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it looks like there's a wealth of information on, on all that kind of thing. Very cool. Um, they also have these things called Fireside Chats. Does that so ring a bell yeah, for you? So, yeah, James LeBerry uh, owns Beyond Marketing, and he's going to host Fireside Chats for PIA. And they're going to happen, like, every day, I think, at, like, 9 a.m. or something. And he's going to interview, like, uh, the, the what's the girls' team, the girls' demo team? Highlight. Highlight, mm-hmm. man, those ladies. Uh, he's gonna hi- he's gonna interview he's the gonna majority highlight, of the group. exactly <laughs> uh, Kirk Verner and who's with Kirk Verner? Do you remember? I think it's the second day that Kirk Verner's getting um, I'm on day one. I'll go to day two. Yeah. So they're doing fireside chats, and those will be broadcast over the interweb. So you're gonna be able to see those, catch That's up cool. on those. Um, Roy Corrigan is doing a seminar on the development of the Infinity Mart. Oh, um, very cool. Yeah, and he's he was uh, one of the test jumpers to help with the Infinity Mart project. Uh, helped us a little bit with the rigging. Jeremy Carnop led led the rigging for the test jumps. Um, I'm I'm thinking about offering. Rory's asked me for some information and some insight. Um, I'm going to try to join his seminar uh, in the audience. But I, I led the test jumps, so just to be there to support him. Um, but they're at eight in the morning, man. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> One of them's at three in the afternoon, which is Expo floor time, which I can easily excuse myself from. Sure, I, I, it's. It's um. Thank- how, how long do most of these seminars last? Um, it looks like there 45 are minutes. forty-five huh. minutes to one hundred and five, give or take. So, yeah. um, Brian Krause is the other guy doing BK. that fireside chat, by the way. Yeah, um, it was right in front of my face the whole time, day one. <laughs> day one okay. Yep, same one that I looked at earlier. Um, fireside chat performance team building is the one with um, BK Kirk Verner and BK. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, in terms of duration, the most common one that I'm seeing is forty-five minutes. Um, and some go all the way up to 105. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. There has been uh, using audibles with students has been one, one in the past that is Oof. not getting repeated this year. It was by Sonic, and I think it's a great idea, and it has a lot of merit. Um, implementation can be a little difficult because, I mean, let's be honest, people money. spending money, it, it's hard. It's not just about audibles. It's about having them in the helmets, making sure they're in the right helmets, making sure they're accessible. It, it, it can be a bit a bit much. Excuse me. Um. There is uh, uh, seminars about using digital altimeters with students coming out this year. Uh, Alti2, the owner of Alti2, Jens, is doing uh, a project, or doing a, a seminar about that. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, as you know, at Spaceland, we've been using digital altimeters sure. with students for well over a decade. Um, and I was an ASAer. I was against it, um, but I also believed in trying. I also believed in giving an effort, and Jason Hyder and I talked about it, and I said, man, we've, we've got to give it a try. I don't agree with you, but I understand your arguments. They're logical. Let's try it. And uh, first of all, I think the argument nobody can beat and everybody agrees on is pattern accuracy. Yeah. People are in their pattern better. And let's be real. The vast majority of our skydiving injuries and accidents happen due to landing altitude awareness, not free fall altitude awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, free fall altitude awareness. Uh, I was a very active AFF instructor at the time. The amount of students that I had to remind to pull, the amount of students I had to pull for was significantly less. Um, I noticed a significant difference in altitude awareness in students. And, and I say that not just by students pulling, but when I talk to them, like, hey, do you remember what altitude? And it's super rare when a student's like, oh, yeah, we were 10,000 feet. They don't know or they make up a number. But the frequency that it happens, they knew a number way more often. Yeah, we were at 10, man. I'm like, oh, wow. So uh, there's some good seminars going on. Anything else catch your, your eye there, mister? Fancy. Catch your fancy. <laughs> uh, the Art of Big Ways by Melissa Nelson. Oh. It looks like it's going to be 
I believe it says day three, Wednesday. Um, that looks pretty interesting. Um, there's there's lots of good stuff on here too. So much on the rigging side of things too. And do they, just, have, a, do they have a riggers rodeo? Don't they do a rigger rodeo there? Like a, um, what they call it? Yeah, I think they still do. Uh, I just I don't, I'm not a rigger. Sure. I don't get involved with all the rigging uh-huh. stuff as much. Yeah, I'm trying not to like put all my attention in the rigging thing. And, like look yeah. at the, the rest of the list. But it's cool seeing all this stuff lined up. It really puts yeah. it in perspective how many things are going on yeah, that's, here. I didn't know it was that many. That's yeah. There's yeah, seminars cool. about emergency response on the drop zone, how to deal with accents. There's been seminars about marketing and social media. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a seminar about how to host a podcast. I mean, there's <laughs> Maybe. If yeah. there's not, are they still accepting? There <laughs> are. Uh, for uh, no, <laughs> I am not presenting. Um, they had some asshole do a seminar on fun jumper retention. That was me. Uh-huh. So, uh, DZO conference is its own part of, uh, just before PIA, USPA has, has their board meeting. PIA mm-hmm. has their board meeting the week before the symposium. And USPA also has their DZO's conference connected to the beginning of the symposium, which is super smart. They're yep. all going to be They're here. They're going to be there. Um, and at the DZO's conference in Dallas, I got to do a seminar about fun jumper retention. Cool. And it, uh, we, I talked to Steve Sr., said, hey, man, uh, they want me to do this. I want to use the mentor program. It's, it's, they they want to know about fun jumper retention and 25 to 100 jumps. That's uh, exactly yeah. what the That's, mentor program is. Yep. Uh, Steve and I talked. Um, I made it very clear that I understand. Uh, hey, like, hey, man, I'm not going to share Spaceland priority information, you know, money, et cetera. Um, he asked just to run everything by him when I got done to make sure I wasn't sharing anything that he didn't want, which 100%, dude. He didn't even bat an eye at me. Sure. He, he, it's because it's obvious it's what I should and shouldn't say. Point, yeah. yeah, what I should and shouldn't say should be pretty obvious. Um, and, man, there have been multiple DZs that have set up uh, mentor programs since. Um, I had multiple DZOs approach me after that conference. Um, I've had them call me since. Um, man, I, I just, uh, a feather in my cap, something that I'm really proud to say is Doug Smith from CSC, Chicagoland mm-hmm. Skydiving, uh, approached me, talked to me, and I helped them get the uh, ground roots set up to start their mentor program. I think they call it the Wingman program now. Paris has something similar too, don't they? They have an event called Fresh Meat. I know they have an event. I, just, yeah. I thought they had something I, that they, was I think similar. they might. I don't know. Yeah. I know Elsinore has something similar as well. Yeah. Um, as a young jumper in the Elsinore days, I, there was a Bridge the Gap was a fun jumper, a new jumper event. Interesting. And uh, that always was, I, I never let go of that memory as an instructor and as a guy who wanted to inspire new new skydivers. And so if anybody listening to this knows of Bridge the Gap and knows of the Spaceland Mentor Program, the Spaceland Mentor Program is 1,000% inspired hmm. by by Bridge the Gap. It, it's it's it's. I push for the mentor program for Spaceland for years. I say pushed. I mention it every couple years. I, I'm I'm not a nagger. Hey, Steve, I think we should try something like this. What about it? I'm like, I'd answer his questions, and he'd say no, and I'm like, all right, that's whatever, man. I'm, it's sure re- respectfully. I don't give a fuck. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's your business, and that's how you want to do it. It doesn't mean that much. It's nothing wrong that you don't want to do it. So, and at some point, the drops aren't grown enough to support a mentor program. And as I've overseen it over the last several years with Valerie, it's not a cheap program. I can imagine not. It's not. It's not, man. So uh, fortunately, the mentors do a good job. By the way, want to be a mentor? <laughs> Anybody want to be a mentor? Hey, man. <laughs> you know the one of the sure. hardest programs in the drop zone to staff? The, the mentor, mentor program. program? Oh, I'm sure. Is it, is it really? Fuck, dude. Go mm-hmm. pay attention and see who it's the same mentors day in and day out. Uh-huh. It's always the same guys and gals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like pulling teeth to get anybody to do it. Everybody wants to. Everybody signs up. We probably have 100 mentors and only seven of them active. Jeez. Mm-hmm. 
Is is there an ideal number for active mentors? Like, hey, if we have 10 people doing this consistently, then we're good. If every mentor who signed up to be in the program would do one day a month, we'd be gold. We'd be mm-hmm. absolutely gold if mm-hmm. everybody would do one day. Yeah, that's, that's a Saturday or a Sunday. Do one a month. Because some of them are going to do two a month. Sure. Some are going to do four a month. But if everybody only did one a month, we'd have three, four mentors uh, on every Saturday, probably two on every Sunday. Well, so, but... None of them do. Um, some of them, Slackers. I excuse and understand. A good example is uh, I, I have. I can't talk. He, he's one of them. I'm he, he's actually a mentor. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Deturio um, is somebody mm-hmm. I can understand yeah. because he's been organizing and doing other. Mm-hmm. You know, so he, he's moved up the hierarchy and and what he does. So no, no. Uh, be, I still I still wish he would be a mentor. I get it. And I support him. But Dustin, oh, you're my mentor. Yeah. If, if you're watching, nah, dude, if you're not, then he's a good influencer. He's a good leader. He's a good. He's a good. Oh, he's, I don't know if he's a good influencer. He's <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I love you, bud. Have you seen his OnlyFans? <laughs> I don't know. I have not. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. He, I f- he flew with me to San Marcos and back, and his o- Oreos are the most important thing. So he had to have his Oreos for the flight. So it was, oh, really? It was really weird. Yeah. Like. Like cookies, style, like Oreos, like yeah, snack like we're, style. Like, like we're taking off, and he's like, "Hold on!" <laughs> Puts his Oreos in his lap. <laughs> Where they, whatever. They, man. Have you had the Oreo thins, and then they're the mint ones? So they're I like not. the Ooh, crackers are super thin, though. or the cookies are super thin. The filling is super thin. Dude, they they huh. are different. I'm yeah. usually, I'm usually a fan of like the double stuff style, but I wouldn't be opposed oh. to trying the thin ones when we leave. Okay, uh, yeah, fair enough, dude. The eggs, <laughs> man. Are you a fan of mint chocolate chip stuff, Josh? It seems like I one of those things you either love it I or can't you can't do mint and chocolate. You can't. Nope. Uh, well, that's what these are. You got to try them though. Uh, it hits just different. Can't put it together. Yeah. Just Don't not. be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a love or hate thing. So I have to ask every time I I don't know someone's answer. Like it's a, caramel it's, and salt, great. But, yeah, you know, because that's that's another that's another you know turns people on or off. But mm-hmm. but no, oh, yeah. dark caramel or dark chocolate, caramel mm-hmm. and salt. Salt oh, and my God. Salt. the fresh, mm-hmm. like really. Oh my god, a uh, fat kid in me right now wants to come out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I've been I've been uh. Eating a very restricted time frame. I've only been eating between. I've been pulling a nick between five and eight Ugh, lately. Can't do that. Um, yeah, I got a vacation in ten days. I need to get my Ugh. beach pot down, man. <laughs> I need that. Need to not. Um, so it coincidentally that is the truth. Um, but I'm over one eighty uh, for two months, and just that's not a number I see. That's not a number that I accept. Um, to me, that's very fat and overweight, and it really is. Um, I'm chubby. For you. Uh, for me, yeah. Uh, and I really, I really want to be below 170, 165, 170 is, is where I like to be. I'm usually 170 to 173. Um, no, not right now. <laughs> um, but I'm back down below 180. Nice. I was like, I got to 187. So, Oof. so yeah, starving yourself like a, like a high school girl is, is what works out. <laughs> Great. I don't think that's the way to do it. But. Well, I've been putting my finger in vomiting after I eat. Oh, that's perfect. That's, that's totally recommended by nine out of 10 other bleeding chicks. <laughs> That's horrible. They're not a very lively group, but you know they're good people. Yeah. <laughs> God, oh my it, sorry, what did you say? You're allowing yourself to eat in a certain window of time, right? Five now? to eight. Five to eight. Yeah. Okay. And the biggest part is discipline because I will eat all day. Yeah. Not like it, it's food, man. I gotta, I gotta stay fed. I gotta eat every four hours generally. So. Yeah. 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 Have I you, have you tried it. doing like the intermittent thing or like? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah like people get. Killed, like people die because I get so <laughs> angry. So yeah. like, it's, it's bad for everybody else. So, 
No, I haven't. I just, you know, I've always been of the of the belief to stay fed, eat small, but eat often, right? So I see. Um, so generally, I try to I try to stay fed throughout the day. Pretty. So I'm pretty, good with that idea. Good. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. But you know, like cracking a seal when you gotta take a piss. Like once you take a piss, you just can't stop taking pisses. Oh yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I, you know, like I eat at, you know, seven seven thirty on a normal day probably, and then, man, I gotta be eaten by eleven. You know, and then once again, I gotta be eaten See, by three, and then no, I no. If I ate at seven six. or seven thirty, I have to be eating again at eight to eight thirty. No. To not like no, I no, will I'm pretty start good for at least three four. Hours. No, I <laughs> I will snack all day long. I, I will sit here and eat nonstop. It's but it's also, you know, obviously about eating. If, if, oh, food. Uh, yeah, I mean, I try to eat pretty clean. So that's why I, I get hungry. Like if I go out, you know, if we have lunch or something or go out to, to lunch and, and have just, a, you know, a, um, you know, lunch, fairly large lunch at a restaurant or something, man, then I'm generally good for the rest of the day because it's, it's just kind of sits there. But, you know, the cleaner I eat, if it's, you know, ground turkey or chicken or rice or sweet potatoes. <laughs> you, you know, see it on my face. <laughs> and I'm like then, then, then I get hungry. But it's it's because it's processing so quickly. Grace has mm-hmm. new sandwiches. They they brought sandwiches oh. back. Oh, uh, the meatball sub had the meatball sub recently. Oh, daddy. <laughs> um, th- they just released. I only went there like twice when it was a when I had sandwiches. Yeah, and it was so good. Did you ever have the meatball sub? No, dude. The wagyu meatball sub is back, man. Oh. I, uh, Adrian sent me a text, Adam is the manager, Adrian mm-hmm. sent Adam and I a text on my birthday, happy birthday, blah, 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 swing by and get a free pizza on me. Nice. I was like, fuck yeah. I walked Solid. in and they just, the next day I walk in, I'm like, yo, he just announced the subs back. He's like, yeah, I'm like, can I get the sub instead <laughs> of the pizza? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and they, they no problems. It was like yeah. actually cheaper than I was going to say, that's saving them money. Yeah. So, uh, but dude, that today they announced new sandwich, a new sandwich and a new pizza, and it, oh my god! You need to get Grace's to sponsor the show. Oh like, my god! Kind of like, oh, could you imagine? <laughs> we're just all like stuffed in our faces. No one is talking. It's just like the sounds of food being. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> turns into an ASMR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eating uh, pizza. I want to. I want to take the show to. Uh, um, that was good. The the speakeasy and chilling there. Oh, that would be. Uh, you be know, awesome. I just, I should ask Adrian like, what would it take to let us set up? Because you've got the to go kit. We oh can, yeah, yeah. We, we can yeah, bring can all the mobile. mics, but you have enough mics that we can set up four of us there. Yep. Yeah, we can yeah. go mobile and say, "Hey, super yo, small footprint." Yeah. When is the speakeasy closed? And when it's closed, can we have a show there and get Grace Pizza and Shakes yeah, from next door? Yeah, so, to, dude. Oh my! I guarantee god. You they'd be down. They'd be. Oh down. my god, dude! Let's use the wine room for it. I don't care. Man. Yeah, do. <laughs> I don't give. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Have you have you eaten there yet? Uh, the speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. We went there probably like early 2020, maybe even late 2019. So it's okay. been a minute. Yeah. Um, but I do remember it. It was uh, dong. Oh. <laughs> a, man, we used to not pick those up at all before I got those inline amps. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's why I got these uh, mics. They're so tight. They're so sound dead. So where were we at anyway? Do food. Oh, we're on food. Yeah. Nice pizza and shake, man. So. If you skydive in Houston and you go to Skydive Space Land, you know where Pearland is. People, go, some of you call it Pearland. Pearland. It's Pearland, like like a pear, and it used to be a bunch of pear trees here. Uh, take five eighteen, also known as Broadway, the exit. Uh, if you're probably familiar with it. Take that exit, go east. Look for Grace Pizza and Shakes. If you have a phone, look for Grace Pizza and Shakes. It is, it slaps. They're smaller pizzas, uh, but they're super yummy. Wagyu, meatball, jalapeno, cilantro, ricotta cheese on one of my absolute favorites, man. I think it's just ridiculous. So, you're using the term slaps. We're in in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and eating with one of the the guys there, and... uh, 
that he's a Vegas resident and he's one of those guys. There's there's a couple of people in my life where if you say, hey, if they say, hey, you got to eat here and this is what you need to get, I say, oh, yes, sir. You know, that I will go, yeah, I will trust that, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys because he's just always got the right picks, you know. And so he's like, oh, I got us, uh, you know, we were looking for a place to eat that night and he's like, oh, I got us reservations at, uh, I think it's Din Tai Fung. Uh, it's a, um, it's like a bow restaurant in Vegas inside of the Venetian. And they, they, they make the bow buns and, and all that. And, and they make like 10,000 bow buns a day. It's, stu- it's something stupid, but it is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it is just a phenomenal place. It's hard to get reservations. You got us in. And uh, so I was, I was like, hey, order for us, Joey. You know what? Yeah, order for us. And he's like, all right. And so he's ordering all this stuff. And he goes, oh, and, uh, and the, the, the garlic green beans. We want to order garlic green beans. And we're kind of like, you know, we're here to eat you know, bow, you know, like, and he's like, dude, guys, the green beans, fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the? I'm like, the green beans, fuck what? You know, like, yeah, are they gonna fuck me? Because yeah. I'm not into that. Yeah, like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know about all no, these beans, fuck, man. You want dude, these? Dude, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And I'm like, is this something new the kids are using? Like, you know, like, dude, like yeah. so the whole week it, it is was, now. yeah, the whole week is, man, this pizza fucks, you know, like, like, does it fuck? Because I'm not eating there if it doesn't fuck. <laughs> I'm not going to eat something that's going to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you so, had Grace Pizza and Shake yet? I, I have. It yeah. fucks. Yeah. Uh, Those we, shakes fuck. They <laughs> fuck. The shakes do fuck. I, now I, I can put the two and two together, but I'm still not going to use the term for myself. No, but, no. Yeah, they fuck the shakes. <laughs> well, can you say it with that amount of enthusiasm, or do you have to be like, the shakes fuck? Or can you be like, yeah, they fuck? No, no, like no. That just doesn't no, no, no. But well. it's not, it's just, that's the thing is I thought it was fucked. Like, no, it's just, it's present. Like, uh, the shakes fuck. Yeah, they fuck. You know, like, okay. You know, like, <laughs> sure, whatever you say. Sure, whatever you say. <laughs> but yeah, the shakes are absolutely amazing. I I think I went there kind of on a whim with Katie one day. We were just in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we split a pizza and then got a shake each like oh god individual oh, one yeah that was that a mistake was, it was a mistake <laughs> it was wor- I mean, first time you have to yeah first time you have to you have and to. like absolute food coma i was waddling out of the restaurant <laughs> totally worth it but yeah like split the shake <laughs> yeah man it, it's good for groups it's it's that place is absolutely stellar man it's amazing yeah i uh i like to think that i'm the guy in Paraland. if you're if you're a jumper at spaceland who knows where to eat food and i think most of my friends agree because i mean this is valonai's hometown uh, we've lived here for years. Val works for the city. We are both huge advocates of, of support local economy. Um, man, don't get me wrong. Lupe Tortilla absolutely mm. fucks, dude. Yep. That shit just straight up, yep. man. Oh, my God. Uh, but I'd rather go to a local place if I can help it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. So we, we know a lot of really good places. Um TMX, if you've never been there, man, they're enchiladas. We talk a lot about food yeah, on this show, man. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go home and eat. Oh, my God. Yeah, for real. I'm going to have to stop somewhere on the way home. So uh, bringing it back, uh, back to PIA. Oh, yeah. uh, we didn't talk about P- where PIA was this year. We're talking about, what about Vegas. Yeah, so where is it? Reno. Reno, Nevada. Reno. The biggest little city in the world. Reno. So. <laughs> Where was it? Where was it? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago, COVID. Um, yeah. So because it only happened every two years, right? Yeah, two years. Uh, twenty twenty one. It was supposed to be in Cincinnati. Oh God, that's worse. Uh, yeah. Right. So uh, Cincinnati. So they try to have reasons and logics to get it to certain places and areas. Reno's affordability. 
Uh, Cincinnati sure. is partially affordability. Partially, there is a decent fun jumper base in the Midwest that starts skydiving, and that's not all they're spacing around of. But uh, SSK is based in Cincinnati area uh-huh. as well. And Adam Schmucker's on the board of the PIA. He works in the committee, so he put his, his bid in there, and, and they like the place. And uh, two years before that, 2019 was Dallas. Dallas, yeah. yeah. Um, which, I mean, honestly, let's be real. Why, why have it in Dallas? There's no good reason. I mean, now, thankfully, Dallas is a big city. And Centrally located. Yeah. Two years before that was Chattanooga. Ooh, that'd be kind of fun. Dude, Chattanooga was... Dude, Chattanooga fucks. That's a fun place. Dude, Chattanooga, Chattanooga fucky, fucks. Fucky, <laughs> fucky. Um, <laughs> so we were all like, dude, Chattanooga, Tennessee, really? I have an uncle in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I went to school in Knoxville. I, I'm somewhat understanding, not super familiar, of the Chattanooga area. And I'm like... We're gonna go. Why are we going to Chattanooga in the middle of the winter? Because it's in February. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Ooh. Yeah, it's in February, dude. We're going to Reno in February. It's gonna be cold. Yeah, that, Vegas was freezing. Yeah, so. that, that fucks in the other yeah, way. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Uh, dude, Chattanooga, they have a revitalized downtown. Dude, Chattanooga, we have yeah. some killer ramen. There's a handful of us who get together every PIA that we have the last several uh, and just go out to ramen for lunch one day. Um, and God, at Chattanooga. Groups of us kept going to ramen over That's and over so again. That one joint because the place just it just straight up that was good. It was good. Um, it's Reno. That's gonna be yeah, gonna be man. We're at the uh, what is a silver nugget? Golden nugget? Golden no? Is like is silver nugget just not quite as good? Is it golden no, nugget? It's not the, it's it's not the it's golden like nugget. The it's silver legacy. Gold. It's like man, it's, we're okay. happy that it's not bronze. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but we can't. You're not spending that much. You're not spending golden nugget money. <laughs> yeah, we're at the silver legacy. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, ah, okay. I cool. It's like a silver something <laughs> or the other. Yeah, and in comparison to to Shot Show, um, there are probably and, and I don't know the numbers. I have a list sitting on that wall over there somewhere. Um, but there is. Hey, Alex. What's up? See next to the donkey chain sign. <laughs> see the the rack, the second from the bottom. There's like a chart. Yeah, pull that out. You How many booths are you there? all? Don't want to see the donkey chain. How many so. booths are there? Um, don't hold up the picture to the camera though, please. Mm-hmm. And this is this is PIA. That's all PIA. The booths. Yeah, it's all and the every booth. colored box is a booth, right? Is a vendor. Okay. Yeah. Um, every group is a vendor, and there's more than that because that's an older printout. But there's probably something like 25 vendors, um, plus or minus. You're gonna see mm-hmm. uh, performance design, UPT, sure. Sunpath, LMB. LMB, we have the biggest booth every year with the least amount of stuff. We are the <laughs> Apple Store super simple. Hang out, man. Um, dude, I, I like, so we get mocked here and there, and I think it's more out of fun than anything else. Like, literally, we look like Apple Store employees the way we dress. We've been called the Genius Bar <laughs> multiple times. Um, people brought, like, other industry nerds have brought us their phones like, hey, man, can you fix my oh, iPhone? They're just joking. Um, it's, and it's a good joke. Uh, it's a big white table with a bunch of people wearing nondescript clothes. It's the Apple Store, um, but there's no distractions on our booth. You can see from one side of the booth to the other. Mm-hmm. If you see somebody you want to talk to, you will wait there. You can see not only within our booth, you can see the surrounding booth. So if you see somebody you want to talk to in the surrounding booth, you're probably gonna hang out near ours. It's the town square, man. That's just it's that's generally how it is at most uh, you know events that LB's at. So yeah, it's the town square. A lot of these booths are going to be super elaborate, super done up. Dude, SSK's booth, uh, SSK and Cypress share a booth every year. Um, so a booth is 10 by 10, and some manufacturers 
will have a 10 by 10 booth. There's going to be, I don't know if there is this year, but there's like a scissors uh, vendor. There's sewing machine vendors. There's material I didn't vendors. Think about that. There's yeah. hardware vendors, and very limited number of those. Then there's jersey manufacturer, manufacturing. Option Studios will have two 10 by 10 booths. Cookie Helmets will have uh, four booths, so 20 by 20. Uh, Cypress and SSK have two by eight, so whatever that is, 20 by 40. Um, uh, Performance Designs Flight One, UPT CPS, uh, Complete Parachute Solutions. Mm-hmm. Is military manufacturer some path PD and UPT basically combined to to uh, to do to, to make CPS and they they work with the military um, airborne systems DZs are not uncommonly are only a couple DZs are not uncommonly there um, really so like a DZ will set up a booth there yeah usually uh, uh, huh. Paris Arizona Spaceland has I don't think Spaceland is now interesting um, but your goal is to be there to present to military. Hey, your uh, military, I see. we can we can gotcha. throw you guys out of our plane. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's that makes a lot more sense now. Oh, a lot of what we're there for is military business. Um, um, that's what you know. That's it, it, and it's it's interesting for for everybody to understand that because that's what I've learned in the last couple of years. At shot is because shot's not a consumer show. Like it's not like you just can't show up. You got to be. You got to apply to get your pass because you got to be in the industry. You got to be, you know, work for a company that's in the industry. So the conversations that you're having are not, you know, the same conversations you're having with your, your normal consumer. It's it's that. It's I'm having a conversation with a buyer for a group of, of retailers. For So like Dick's Sporting Goods, you know, one of their procurement guys or buyers or Sportsman's Group, which is a, you know, they own a bunch of different, uh, you know, so uh, or it's military law enforcement. But but they're different conversations that you're having to have with, with those people. So, it's, you know, I, I forget, you know, PAA also has that opportunity as well where it's not just a fun jumper walking up and be like, tell me about CPS. Like, nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit, you know, <laughs> but you're, or, or a drop zone. Like, why would a, you know, that's, so that's an interesting, uh, interesting interactions at PAA that you wouldn't otherwise normally see. So it, it's, what you bring up really brings up something you and I talked about yesterday is one of our, one of our goals of the show is to diversify uh, our, our listeners' understanding of, of the industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of you mm-hmm. you know, know skydiving in one context or another, and some people know it in multiple mm-hmm. contexts. But there is a marketing side of this industry that exists. There are multiple en- entities that actually just do and work in marketing for drop zones, whether it's social media management, marketing, graphic design. Um, we're not big. We're not a lot. But there are people who do it. There are uh, different engineering opportunities in our industry. There are management opportunities, not only in on the drop zone, but in, in industry, mm-hmm. in manufacturing. Now, know that you're not going to be working as a skydiver. You're just going to be working in the skydiving industry. But but part of our goal with some of these the bald boy shows <laughs> is, is to uh, expose more. So when you when you send us questions and you want to know more about the industry, definitely hit us up because I want to share more of that. I, I mean that's been this last several years. I mean that's been a, one of the things that I've enjoyed about the skydiving world. You know is is you know now that I I've been in it for a while and and you know you know dabbled in working in it you know here and there as mm-hmm. a part-time instructor here and there and, and doing some of the other stuff like i've enjoyed learning about the back end of what it takes to run a drop zone or what it takes to um to do all this you know you know stuff that that happens behind the scenes that you know your your average newer fun jumper just one doesn't care about you know and, mm-hmm. and but that, you know you're talking about nerding out for me i love seeing the inner workings of things i love seeing I like how do we, how does this, you know, how does it, somebody just show up on a Saturday 
have freaking time with your life. Like, how does that happen? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, so, and all that has to go into it. Everything from mm-hmm. the drop zone to like, you know, DJ was saying like the fact that, you know, PD just doesn't shit parachutes. I mean, they, they, there's an entire, you know, corporate, I don't want to say corporate structure, but there's an entire like, company that has, you know, HR people yeah. and, you know, shipping people and all that that take mm-hmm. to, to do stuff that we really love doing. And, and I think it's so cool that, that somebody can, you know, love skydiving and love the people in it and still do a very, very professional job, you know, that, hey, oh, you're, you're good at logistics or you're good at this. Like, you can do that in this industry and, mm-hmm. you know, be successful at it. Marketing, you know, everything. There's so many different avenues and it's been so cool for me to to kind of learn that over the last few years it's uh i man honestly same for me you know i've been in the industry for 20 some years um and i say that i've not been skydiving i've been skydiving 25 i've been in the industry working in this business for over 20 years i just i'm just putting this yeah. together <laughs> most Fuck. people would retire so. well, well I, technically I you retired. did yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks to your girlfriend let's go so uh no i retired i'm in my retirement career you right. know we yeah, talked about sure. it in a recent episode mm-hmm. it's this this is my second life and that's exactly what you were saying. For me, it's I, I never realized how much Ugh. this evolution and partially going to PIA, man, learning and and seeing and and as much as we just said military and industry, man, there are so many fun jumpers who show up. Um, one of the greatest ways to further your relationship with your sponsors is to be there. Um, I mean, having seen you on drop zone, et cetera, that's great. But when you get to go to PIA, sit down with your sponsors, get powwows. Um, getting to sit aside with everybody and most of your manufacturers, please, most of your sponsored uh, sponsorship guys and gals will find and take time to sit and chat with you at PIA that you might not get from them otherwise, especially if you're in a developing or evolving relationship. Um, I'll have to be honest, not everybody will because in part, like how many people does PD yep. sponsor? It's quite a few, man. They, they, it really is. So they can't do that with everybody, but they try their best to do it with anybody. Um, from LMB, I can easily speak for myself. There's no way we can do it with everybody. Sure, but we do our, our best to give everybody that time and everybody that effort. And seeing you there makes a difference to manufacturers. There's uh, yeah, there's no second to to being able to put a face with a name. And and you know we were we were talking the other day, and and I was like, uh, somebody mentioned a name, and I was like, who's that? And like, and I, I had no idea. You know, but I probably should. But I, you know, but for me, I, it was tough for me to put a face with, with a name. And in the, in the, in the, oh, oh, well, they're pretty, you know, they they're pretty big in the industry. And I'm just like, oh, I need to see them. You know, like, and so, you know, I mean, I think that's a great point. That yeah, maybe maybe you're not huge in you know very influential. Maybe you you are at your drop zone. You're trying to like branch out to be, um, you know, a bigger influence across you know across this the space. Um, being able to to show up and just say, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm Josh. Uh, you know, I, I put in a um, you know sponsorship application. Uh, you know, but oh, totally, we threw it away, Josh. Sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and maybe, and maybe, and that's probably what happened. You know, it's like, man, we don't know you from Adam, but hey, I you know, man, I just want to let you know, I completely understand that I'm 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 pretty local right now, but I'm really pushing to do this, that, and the other, and mm-hmm. and hope you know in the next year or two, uh, you know, to to fly across your radar again, because yeah. you know what. You know, in, in a year, whoever hands those sponsorship applications, you know, that met them at PIA is gonna be like, oh damn, I remember that kid. Oh yeah, he was kind of cool. He came by, and yeah. I just think that there's, you know, you can send emails all day long, 
But when, you know, they see the, when you can show up and they can see the passion that you have for it and like, oh yeah, I'm here to learn all this, you know, stuff. I'm going to this, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's definitely merit to that. It's really hard. Uh, it's really hard as a, a sponsorship guy to say no to my friends. I, I actually oh. just had a phone call recently. I wouldn't let anybody know I'm a sponsorship guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way. I hit it for a while. I think I've been open about it. Now that I run sponsorship for two companies, but I kept it very quiet my job with LMB for like the first year and a half, two years, mm. um, because of that. Now, fortunately, it's just gotten outward enough that it's, I just... Sure. I get Small en- community. Yeah, I get enough messages and friend requests on Facebook randomly that I'm like, okay, now I just have to own it because I'm getting nonstop uh, requests. Not nonstop, but regular requests just, just randomly. So it's, it's, it's a known thing. Um, I was talking to do recently. I'm like, yo, man, he, he wanted more as a sponsored athlete. And I'm like, hey, man, respectfully said, but we've heard nothing from you since the day we sponsored you. For all I know, you're not skydiving, and you could, I don't even know if you're alive. And, and I, I and fortunately, we were having a very good conversation, and we've known each other. Check we, that box now. Yeah. We've he been friends for a while. Uh, without saying names, we talked about him yesterday. Gotcha. Um, and so I had a phone call with him yesterday afternoon, and we talked a bit more about this. And, and by the way, because just our context of our conversation yesterday, super good conversation for this fella. Ah, okay. Super good. positive. Good. So I was a little good, worried, good, good. Alex. Yesterday, yeah. I was telling Josh, I'm like, oh, boy, I got to have a call with this dude. I'm just, uh, I, I just... And in the first five minutes, I'm like, uh, and by the end, I'm like, man, I really appreciate the effort he put forth. I really appreciate the ownership he took of of what he hadn't done and what he didn't understand. And he realized, he's like, yo, I really want to try to fix that. Um, Man, it's hard for me. I told him, it's hard for me to say no to my friends. And you're Mm -hmm. both my friends, and you know how hard it is for Mm -hmm. me to say no to my friends. Mm -hmm. How much did your altimeter cost, Alex? Exactly. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Um, And you're not actually sponsored by LMB. It was just, Mm -hmm. he's my friend. I just gave him a device. Mm -hmm. Um, Josh actually... Isn't sponsored by LMB. He just does so. Yeah, technically <laughs> not, but maybe we could change that. Yeah. Uh, y- you know the office girl who does all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send her an email. Yeah, you'll send her an email. <laughs> I'll yell across the table yeah. at her. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, but so forget all of that. And then what you're saying is phenomenal. What you're saying is great. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> dude, I went to PIA and I got to put on a space. Uh, a, 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 a space suit? No, not a space suit. Uh, space and jersey. No, an, an infinity rig. S- space that was it. part of the space. <laughs> what is it? The stratosphere. Space needle. The, the stratosphere. What the fuck we're doing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sp- okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. A, a space rig. <laughs> gotcha. So I have a picture of me in one of the stratos rigs from the stratos projects that Felix used for yep. the space jumps. Super cool. That's cool. At PIA, so I was dumb. At, at that PIA, I was helping Just Infinity. at that PIA. Uh, always, always, <laughs> always. At that PIA, I was dumb at this moment for this reason. <laughs> yeah. um, I was helping Infinity out in their booth. Um, it, I, this is early on in my time going to PIA, and I was just helping out a buddy. And, yo, can I get a picture with the rig? Because it's on a dummy. And the owner's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll help you out, bro. I'll help you out. And he lets me take a picture, and a little bit later on, people want pictures with it because they see me doing that. And he's like, "Oh shit, you know you have to do that now, right?" I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so I, dude, I probably took fifty pictures that week of people wearing the Infinity stupid space <laughs> stratus. <laughs> like, give me your camera, let's take a picture. Um, there is a company STI, and I forget what they stand for, but you're gonna have to check it out. You you get hung up in this harness, and then you get pulled back so your legs are, are up you get pulled back so your belly to earth okay. you have vr goggles on you're skydiving you pull a rip cord it swings you down you reach up and you fly a vr hanging harness set um, okay 
Hmm. Uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And what's crazy is not only you will see this at PIA, but there is an entire business behind STI. Um, I know, uh, actually learned, I didn't realize that SSK helps uh, build some of the system for them. I was at SSK and saw six of of the is, framework, the motors, the boards. Is this uh, mostly recreational or military application? Military. Yeah, that's what I figured. Military, yeah. Um, we'll fuck that up and turn it into a recreational application. So. Dude, I think it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's cost effective recreationally. I don't know. Probably that, not. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Um, I, there's a, a guy named Ronnie Hughes has developed a VR uh, skydiving landing application. And just at the time, it was just not super affordable because you needed a $3,000 VR gaming rig. Oh, God. Uh, you had to be wired to. It and there's yep. not going to be a lot of people that no, are going to invest into right. that. Uh, now with Oculus becoming more powerful, um, other simulators are coming out there. And and I just, man, VR simulation, it'll help you with navigation, but that's about it. So the yeah. depth perception of flare really is challenging to learn. No, 100%, but I can see a lot of the military application just because, you know, with the, the hey-ho jumps where they're, they're oh, opening absolutely. so high and then the navigation and stacking and, and you know, it's... And, and then just the limited... Training time, you know. I mean, if you look at military free fall school in its, you know, in its, and I don't want to say its origins, but kind of in its heyday, you got twenty jumps. You got three jumps, and if you weren't stable at at jump three, you're gone. You're gone. You're just recycled. You know, they kick you and you recycled. Um, so you you had two jumps to from, you know, to with with you know all that crap on with a giant rig, you know, with with uniform, boots, helmet, all that stuff. You had two jumps. You got 2 minutes to figure it out. That's it. Or you you're got, out of here. Oh, that's it, you know. And and they would toss you. You got 3 if you were unstable. I think you got one more chance and then you were gone. Um, you know, and then they started introducing the tunnel, you know, that they had the open air tunnel in Yuma and and now they were getting 20 minutes in that before they even got in the sky. So boom, now they get an advantage. You know, but then you go to advanced where it's kind of the same deal. You have so few jumps to to get that advanced navigation, stuff like that. So having tools like that is, is you know, I mean, it's this, it, being a pilot, it's the same thing. You know, there's so many hours you get on a simulator that is, I mean, that is not, the simulators that, you know, you use, and I'm not talking like, you know, airline, or I'm not talking like military applications. I'm talking like your basic pilot, your basic commercial pilot um, is sitting in a simulator I, that's probably cost less than your rig. Like it's not there. There's not a lot to it. Yes, it has controls, no. um, you know, limited. But the whole point is that it's allowing you to go through the processes, the flows of what needs to happen in emergencies or of you know instrument, fun, you know, stuff like that. So t to get that out of the way, so that you have a really good basis, you know, and and so stuff like that, I think, is absolutely invaluable to to military application, and then and then maybe eventually into to 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 the work or, or the. Non-military application sport. Having. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. The sport application as well. Yeah, yeah. If uh, you ever hear it, we basically call it military and sport. It, yeah. it is. Uh, sometimes you'll see it tactical and sport. Um, as a matter of fact, I think on LB website we use the term tactical, tactical and sport. Yep. Um, I believe most manufacturers use tactical over military. Um, I think it's sure. true in your industry as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it's still a mix, or still the word military, but um, it, it's tactical has a lot more application. I think, or a lot more, uh, a more broad stroke. Fair. Um, man, you can go hang out with Jeffro. Jeffro oh, Provenzano is in our booth every every PIA. Go talk to him. Luke Akins is almost always in our booth. He he's had to step away once or twice. So it's Jeffro actually. Uh, uh, but man, I, it's it's so cool to watch people walk up to Luke Akins and ask him about whatever project he was in. Uh, I remember one PIA uh, listening to Luke Akins. Uh, this is shortly after he had done the net jump, the stride mm -hmm. net jump. 
and uh, God dang it, what's his name? Uh, Vince, uh, Jetman. So mm-hmm. we had Netman and Jetman sitting there ex- just having a conversation. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So imagine these two guys in a private setting having a conversation about each other's stunts and the questions and insight that they can give and have each other and getting to be a fly on the wall to hear that conversation. And in that case, I, it was in a private setting, but it's very common you get to be in those settings. At PIA, I, this was it, the symposium. At some point, I got to listen to John LeBlanc and Bill Booth uh, have a pretty detailed conversation over pilot shoot design and their theories and thoughts on different pilot shoot materials and design. And I'm going like, I was just trying to get a cup of coffee at the moment, like straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, dude, lots of cream in my coffee. I just sat there and listened. Fortunately, they both knew who I was. I knew who they were, so I, I don't think it was super awkward that I was standing there <laughs> eavesdropping. Which, uh, just a Bill Booth call out, uh, watching The Firm for the first time oh, since yeah. like 96. Yeah. And uh, he's on last night, yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm just eating money, and I'm like, that's Bill Booth! Like to know, I'm like... It's Bill Booth. Like, you have know, you seen the movie? I gotta shout it out. No, I don't think I'm familiar. Crazy. I mean, he's just a he just makes a cameo as a pilot. But it's called The Firm, and the it came firm. out like a while ago. Nineteen ninety something. Yeah, two. John Grisham 19, book. Nineteen ninety two. Tom early it's Tom Cruise. Probably great movie. Next year head. I have a bunch of John Grisham. Oh, okay. But great movie, yeah. but... Uh, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, crazy cameo. Like, what? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, especially when you're not expecting to see not, Bill Booth, nope. and then he's just there. Because it's hard to miss, because like, yes. he still looks the same as he does <laughs> in the videos. You know, so. <laughs> anyway. So no, he, do, he really does look so much the same. Man, it's so cool. You, you, uh, Bill, I don't think he's doing it this year, but he's done a seminar. They had to change the title because at first it was named My Five Children. And everybody's like, who wants to go listen to Bill talk about fucking kids? He's just like showing off like <laughs> soccer pictures and like <laughs> <laughs> awards that have been won, like participation Here's trophies. Here's him losing his first <laughs> yeah. tooth. Yeah. He just gets out his wallet and uh-huh. goes through all the... Yeah, like a long... So what was it actually about? Um, so they retitled it eventually, but it was um, uh, the five inventions that he helped in uh, our sport. Gotcha, okay. So uh, there, there's different arguments to where he, whether he invented help, the tribute, whatever. Um, but tandem skydiving, mm-hmm. um, hand deploy pilot shoot, three ring release system. Um, I think the Sigma tandem system was part of that one, not the Col- maybe the Collins Lander. Epic beards. Maybe it was. Uh, I don't remember. I, uh, maybe Don't the piggyback harness containers. I forget, man. I think it was piggyback. Is this partially him? There's um, but yeah. So he, it's a seminar about everything Bill did. That's, that's and really it, cool. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's um, it's interesting. You get to, I mean, sit there and just meet John LeBlanc in his booth. Ask him a question about canopy information or canopy design. I promise you, he doesn't have it all figured out. And I promise you, you're going to hear conflicting information between him and other experts. Sure. Um, but dude. You're talking to one of the greatest minds about it, so there's no doubt you're going to get a Brazilian percent of great information. You know, I've, I, people have probably heard me say so many times about, you know, talk about skydiving, one of the greatest things, that the, the pros and just the, you know, the biggest people in our sport are more accessible than in any other sport out yeah. there. And, man, it, just, it sounds like this is just kind of the, you know, kind of the... Um, uh, you know the Pro Bowl for you know for that you know just being able to talk to people like John LeBlanc or or Luke or you know Jeff Rowe being there and and 
you know, Roberta, if she's there and all these, you know, and like, holy crap, these are the people that we watch videos about all day long, you know, and now they're all in one place. I can, and I could walk up to them and talk, you know, it's not like they're sitting in a booth for an hour signing autographs, you know, I can Mm -hmm. just walk up and we can have a conversation about this, that, and the other. Jason Cook, one of the owners of Cookie, Jason Cook and Jeremy Hunt, man, their own booth along with a couple other people. Man, talking to Jason Cook about helmet design and how he likes what helmet and what he prefers and the reason he prefers it, it was very enlightening and eye-opening for me. I I like the G4, but it doesn't go on my head well. And people say it breaks in, blah, blah, blah. No, for me, it does not go on my head well. Um, I know it can go on better certain ways, and, and I will advocate for that. But I, I, you know, and and just, just to, you know, throw my two cents on in that, too, like, you know, recently, back this last fall, getting my tandem rating. I'm a small dude. I mean, that's not we, we know this, right? So, I'm You're five tiny. five nine and 143 pounds. So, so getting my tandem rating and wearing a G4, like my first time in that rig, I couldn't wear it. I mean, I was literally like because I was so small, you uh, know, and that rig was sticking out. Yeah, I couldn't even lift my head all the way back. I'm like, this this is not going to work for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And went back to wear my G3 the whole the whole course. So. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's I would different. I would love to talk to him about, you know, okay, yeah. what what was, you know, going to the G35, what was kind of the design factors that you were looking at and stuff like that would be so cool. It'd be such a cool discussion. He uh he pointed out to me the shape of my head. The shape of your head's funny, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey bloke. It isn't right. You need a new head. <laughs> That was really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, uh, um that's more of a Jeremy hunt. I see. No. Uh my head is wider at the top than it is at the bottom. He, he compared his head to my head, which I'm like, okay, cool. At least you're not now insulting <laughs> my head. You're saying we both have stupid heads. <laughs> and he, and he'll, he talked about the fit and why it's difficult for my head and the shape of my head and why the G3 is a better fit. And it, it was really cool to get that insight from him at World Meet and, and hang out with him. But you, you get to hear from the greats. Mm-hmm. I got to see... Uh, what is that name? Uh, the, the voodoo? No, not the voodoo. What was uh, the, the 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 curve? Oh, the yeah. curve. Mm-hmm. Brigand Invasions. They they had their uh, their mart, and I got to see it at a symposium and learn more about it. You'll be able to go to Infinity and talk to the ma- the manufacturer, the owner, the designer of their mart, and understand it better. Option Studios will be there, man. Checking out all their different jersey designs, finding out if you need graphic design, find out what you need, man. It's it's. I built my relationship with Option Studios at PIA. It's the first place Adam Buckner and I met was mm. PIA 2013. So it, it is just a cool place to meet a lot of cool cats. Very cool. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Nick Lott will be there. If you can't be there, LMB is broadcasting the whole thing live. There you go. Nice. No, we're not. No, <laughs> we're not. We're recording it, editing it, and then posting it shortly thereafter. Yeah, that's just as good. Yeah. Uh, Nick Lott, cool. yeah, Nick Lott's going for L&B, and nice. he is going to be basically our content creator. Uh, we've done live interviews at PIA, and I, I don't want to do that anymore for various reasons. Um, and we're still going to do the interviews. Nick's immediately going to edit them and put them out on the Internet so we can just clean it up and tidy it up a little bit, deal with any issues mm-hmm. we've had. Um, we have a much more refined system and better equipment for it this time, so uh, we're ready to, to really make it look good. Uh, we plan on going to like, hey, we interviewed John LeBlanc for five minutes. Let's go show out mm-hmm. the show off the PD booth. Let's go show. So we're going to show off other people's booths. We're going to highlight other people's products. Of course, we're going to show off our own and our own people. We're going to do a lot of interviews in our own booth. You're very familiar with the interview wall. Yeah, <laughs> you stood in front of it yourself. Um, so uh, Nick is is, is going to. We're actually going to be broadcasting a bunch of stuff from there. Awesome. So have a good time. 
You'll uh, be there. Be, yeah, um, yeah, I'll be there. But you that, Josh Gerard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you sure? Please let me annoy you. So, uh, but no, I mean, that's, I think that's great, you know, and, and being able to kind of convey, convey that experience too. You know, that was one of the big mm -hmm. things. We want to do a shot this year too, is really try to convey our experience. So we did, you know, some daily, um, kind of recaps, some show recaps, just to, to kind of give people an idea of what happens and, and uh, you know, what's been going on. Not not necessarily with us, but, you know, with, with a lot of different people. So, um, and the fact that most of that shows media too, I mean, you're just doing interviews all day, right? So, because everybody's kind of doing the same thing. It's like, how can I get out there and just showcase, 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 showcase? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, so I think I think that's a, a fantastic plan, and and I mean it's just a great way to market it, not only yourself but but everybody too, and then just advertise going to the show, you know, and yeah, and, most definitely, and uh, getting people excited about you know the next one. Where's Where's twenty twenty five gonna be at? Have they decided yet? Hold on. Holding. <laughs> Hold on. So have you have you been to a PIA before, Josh? I have or is not. this your first one? This will be my first one. Got it. I have I have not been to a shot show or a, a PIA, but I'm curious to see if PIA is much different to shot shot show in the way of like people are just passionate about this stuff, you know? Yeah. Like it it seems like people are pretty willing to nerd out on any skydiving topic if, oh, you, yeah. if you let them. So I imagine if you get all of these vendors and people like great minds of the sport in the same room, like it's pretty easy to strike up those conversations. Um, oh, sure. Did you get that feeling at shot show as well, where it's like it's just yeah, people are just people just love this stuff and yep. we're all like minded, we're all here, and it's super it, easy to just like mesh with everybody. Yeah, especially at a show like that where you know it is industry insiders, you know, so everybody's there for a very very similar reason. Yep. Even, even though it's it may be a different focus, everybody's there for a similar reason. So everybody wants in, and if they are obviously coming to you, they want to talk to you about your stuff most likely. Yep. So. Um, you do get some what we call uh, carpet baggers. Okay. Uh, so, what is a carpet bagger? So, it, so the colloquial term would be carpet bagger, and basically, it's it's somebody that's trying to come to the show to sell you something uh, yeah. without without paying to be a vendor. So, and yeah, yeah. and their time suck because you know they'll come over, they'll they'll seem interested, and they'll be like, oh yeah, tell me a little bit about it, and you'll go through your elevator pitch right that you said 876 times that day mm -hmm. and uh, you'll start going through the elevator pitch and they'll they may ask a couple questions and they're like oh that's so cool so anyway uh so oh, I, want, no. I want you to take a look at this i'm trying to market this and you're like oh my god <laughs> you know, just like just come over here and tell me that so i can tell you now yeah exactly away. or they're marketing themselves you know which is a lot of it too but mm -hmm. like oh are you yeah. looking for this person this person? we don't get nearly i, oh, I can imagine i can imagine not yeah. but i i might talk to one or two people and during the symposium that will be that way a lot of in the lb booth a lot of business conversations will be directed to myself or, or stefan and jacob and uh, and we'll deal with a couple that way and we'll uh, yeah great no we'll, yeah we'll give you a call well sometime. and some of those are and some of those are great i mean we've yeah. we've developed relationships with you know manufacturers and stuff that way or, mm -hmm. or people that are people that um you know that had a pretty decent you know product or idea for a product or kind of you know prototype um, you know, and, and it's been something that was intrigued us enough to send through what we call NPI, which is new product introduction. So like, Hey, look, you know, we were presented with this. Is this something that we would be interested in, you know, pursuing and, pay, you know, buying the rights for or white labeling or something? So, so, I mean, they, they can be, you know, those can be great conversations to have too, but, um, you know, it just kind of, it, it's just, like I said, it's kind of a time suck and, and, uh, but I can imagine you're not, you know, you're not seeing nearly as much of that. No. So. No, it's uh, fortunately not. Yeah, fortunately not. It really, it, it's a much more laid back pace for yeah. us. Um, uh, there can be times where we're not super busy. 
Um, and there could be times where you're crazy busy and it also depends on the booth. It, it really does. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It really does. I, I think, uh, with, with the LB booth, there is 11 of us total in, in presence, um, which I think is the largest group of people. Uh, the two owners, Jacob, Stefan, and myself are the basically three employees that show up. Um, then we have Luke, Jeffro, and Nick Lott, Roberta, Monica Aikens, which is Luke's mm-hmm. wife, Katie Van Lowe, which we all know, the wonderful, magnificent Katie. Who is it? No, I'm just kidding. Katie, <laughs> that, that bitch you sleep with. God, <laughs> this poor oh, man. She's so mean, dude. Uh, Louisa Christensen. Uh, Louisa is, is, first of all, Stefan, one of the owner's daughters, but also she has done quite well for herself in the European scene of skydiving. She is absolutely doing a bunch of indoor job. stuff. Too. Uh, she's done some indoor stuff, I think, but she is former freestyle free fly uh, uh, or free fly champ for Norway. Um, okay. She is part of Joyriders. If you know the female European group Joyriders, mm-hmm. she uh, works with a couple other people like that. Um, absolutely phenomenal young lady. And then Jenny Norin is a girlfriend of hers, and Jenny Norin is a Swedish young lady. Uh, also part of those same groups, part of that same background. So um, Jenny, uh, Katie has been been our model. We've used her for for several photos and photo shoots. Uh, so bringing her to to the uh, symposium just it made sense. She's kind of become part of the face of the company. Um, plus, we do like having pretty girls there. Doesn't hurt. I mean, let's be real. We uh, the, there's a positive to her being that Doesn't person. Doesn't hurt at all. Yep. Uh, somebody who will actually be visiting with us who won't be there for the whole show is Ivy. Ivy gets to come visit for a Fantastic. few days. Fantastic. Um, Ivy, uh, Ivy used to be a Packer. Did you know that, Alex? I did know that. <laughs> She's so, the one who gave me a job at a space land. It is so cool. <laughs> That's kind of why I'm still here today. Ivy used to be a Packer. Uh, recently, uh, LMB hired Ivy to be our service and support coordinator. She helps us with, with uh, overseeing service and support in North America. Um, she's basically my assistant, my coordinator, my right hand. We are expanding a lot of our U.S. operations. Uh, we've just needed to for many years, and it's just time that, that we can. And Ivy is doing a phenomenal job. Had we known she was going to be at this position with the company when we set up PIA, she would be there with us as well. Um, yeah, I introduced her to somebody uh, yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, this is Ivy. She saved my life six or seven hundred times." Yeah, so. that, that was funny. <laughs> what an introduction! Yeah, you know, like Meh. And she was like, "Meh," you know, like, yeah, okay. you know. But the yeah. person he said it to was also like, "Meh." Yeah, like, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> who hasn't, Josh? Let's be honest. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, "Yeah, that's also fair." I had to do it for twenty it? years in the forest, yeah, asshole. Exactly, okay, exactly. You're dead, waiting in and out, swats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty same. Man, this person sounds pretty hard to impress. It's like, what is going to impress you? He is. A a good sharp knife. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) Doesn't like him a good sharp knife. Ask him him what a good sharp, uh, a good knife knife sharpener sharpener is. Mm. And he runs out to his Jeep in a heartbeat. Okay. That's it. Got it. Knife sharpener. We'll keep that one in the back pocket. We were, uh, set up a blacksmith shop in my office. Yeah. (laughs) We were hanging out yesterday. So, uh, LMB, we we are uh, partnering with Berna with some of the facilities we're using. Nice. And we were hanging out yesterday doing some work, and he had talked about a sharpener. I'm like, yo, dude, I'm all about knife sharpeners. I have a few knife sharpeners, and I have a... guess both. I'm just like, what is going on here? Like- <laughs> and he starts telling me, and he goes, Wasabi. I'm like, yo, dude, I know that name. And he goes, oh, it does? And he immediately gets, uh, he just gets up and goes to his truck. And he's walked back in. He pulls, he's got a kid in his hand. I'm like... I know I know it. I have that exact sharpener. And he pulls out a bag. I'm like, I do. And then all of a sudden, I look up and they're sharpening knives. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no. how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here like, absolutely. Like, utter 
bullshit. Yeah. We like were not sharpening knives. <laughs> he was sharpening. Wayne yeah. was sharpening a knife. Okay, While I was checking enough. out his diamond stones, I'm like, yo, dude, where did you get these stones? I have those stones. <laughs> <laughs> expected somebody to pull out an anvil and just start bing, uh-huh. bing, bing. Yeah, before you know it, you're in like an actual blacksmith shop. Just like, and <laughs> you're the odd man out because you're trying to like oh, type yeah, on your I'm, computer. I'm the screwed up one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a smitty. Come on. <laughs> okay, it's not like such enough. a wuffo. I guess so. In terms of uh, blacksmithing, I'm a total wuffo. I have no idea what I'm doing. You you know what one is. True. Yeah, I guess I should know that one. But totally kidding. <laughs> Going to the smitty shop. Oh, man. At some point, we're sitting there comparing na- knife sharpness. We're yeah. like cutting paper. and. Oh, man. I can only imagine. I can hear it. Oh, yeah. You guys are nerding so out. Nerd you hear like the so of paper. Dude, like, oh, yeah. That was, that was a nice one. I'm <laughs> stoked because I just, <laughs> you know? I just took my knife out and broke down 12 boxes. You saw all the cardboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I took my knife out, broke down 12 boxes about making up a number. To the trash, came back in, and I was still slicing paper and shaving my arm with my knife. So, <laughs> you know the pocket knife that Daniele thinks is his? Yeah, that's actually who I was picturing, because you and Daniele, were ner- they, they do that sometimes at our D&D sessions, and I have a similar feeling of like, man, I have nothing Apparently to contribute to this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled out my knife at D&D one night because I knew it would be one Daniele. Like, I'm like, yo, dude, check out my new knife. He goes, oh, my knife, thank you. And I'm like, it's not a gift, bro. I didn't say that, but I'm like, he's like, dude, no, that's my knife. I'm like, no, it's my mm-hmm. knife. He goes, Really? Because I have that exact same knife, and I've lost it recently, oh. and I thought maybe <laughs> you I thought left it. You just it. picked up a knife somewhere. Well, he comes to my house and Alex's house a lot. We mm, play D and D together. That's we fair. hang out. Uh, he's just become a really good friend. Right. So uh, he, I'm like, no. He's like, dude, we have the same knife. Him and I, we have what, a lot of the same stuff. This? Uh, this one Here is. We go. <laughs> <laughs> and and welcome and to the Knife and like, Tool podcast. Cut to like everybody. two minutes from now, and all you hear in the background is tink. <laughs> Tink. <laughs> I think this one. This one's a Kershaw. Okay, Kershaw. Yeah. You, are you familiar with steel CV twenty? I am. Yeah. Yeah, CV twenty. So pretty, pretty good steel. Okay. Mm. Yeah, hard to sharpen, but holds a fucking edge. I'm a big. That's what I remember from those conversations. Yeah, if it's the harder it is to sharpen, the longer mm-hmm. it holds the edge, right? Yeah. How, yeah. So what's like in a a good lifespan for the edge be, being held? Like how long does it stay that sharp? And how do you test it? Do you cut through like paper or like? People, people, when, when yeah, it, skin. I mean, that's the only real way. Man, tissue. I, I, uh, <laughs> it's so horrible. I would never. I would not know that for all legal reasons. I have no idea. Probably every couple months, I sharpen okay. knives. Two yeah. to three months, and and it's. I will be using a knife, whether it's so I have my everyday carry pocket knife. I have a, a, another small pocket knife when I'm wearing dress pants. Just I like to have a knife on me at any time. Mm. People are like, well, what do you need a knife for? I'm like, dude, you don't understand how much you use a mm-hmm. knife if you carry one. Mm. I don't use it for anything nefarious. I'm, I'm rarely using it for the way you think I'd use a knife for. But I've been on the fucking drop zone with a cake and manifest and nobody can get a piece. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. I got a pocket <laughs> knife, bitch. I came prepared. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I have, I have really nice uh, Japanese kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. I, I have really good quality knives. So when one of the knives I need to use needs to be sharp, I'm like, hey, yo, we're about to do a special meal. I want to start like razor slicing something. I pull out the sharpener. I just start sharpening knives. And when I start sharpening one, I just keep going. Sure. I just keep, and mm-hmm. I say I keep going. There's three or four that I will sharpen at the same time because th- these are my primary rotation knives, knives I carry all the time or use all the time at my house. Mm. So. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I like knives. <laughs> I like knives. So anyway, so that was where that conversation Yeah, went, I have so. a backpack knife, a pocket knife. <laughs> Nerd. Box cutters. Dude, I showed yeah. you my box cutter. Mm-hmm. You got to admit, that's a <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Wait, you have a fancy box cutter too? Yeah. Look to your, it's just, you'll recognize it. Next oh, okay. to that set. Yeah, yeah, I know it's the one. Yeah, you I've, know. I've seen this one before. Yes, you have. And Nick got me turned on to that. Okay. And literally, yeah. he got me turned on by it. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember how excited those guys were running around the drop zone when they first discovered that thing. I think it was like him, Pedro, Carlos, all these guys are just losing their minds and similar feeling of like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool, but I'm like, I'm not nerding out nearly as much as oh, these the guys. Box cutter, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Ner- I saw. I'm like, I gotta buy one, and that was it. Uh-huh. And I bought one, and it is super useful. So. Yeah, absolutely. It looks looks super super nice. It flips sideways, right? I'm thinking of the right Turns one. Turns into a scraper. Turns into a scraper, exactly. Yeah, that was like the main selling point for those yeah. guys. You extend the blade halfway out. It's a, it's a knife. It's a box cutter. You mm. keep pushing the button, and it makes the head transform into a scraper. And okay, that's really more useful. Here, mm. pull that out. Show them what it does. Whip <laughs> it out. Whip it out. I gotta I make sure. Just I'm keep pushing. I was gonna say, like, that thing looks giant. Oh, oh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of satisfying. That honestly. is, yeah, like, what? and then you just, ooh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. Should I, should I show the people? Uh, no, it's, okay. it's fine. <laughs> we're done with box knives. I'll turn the camera to me right we're, now, no, no, and it'll no. just be like, we're done with box cutting. <laughs> <though. laughs> okay, we'll stow this show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to get back to show, but um, yeah, man, that is really nice though. I like that. So one of the things, PIA symposium, guys, check it out. You really should. It, it really is a cool experience. It's a really good time. Um, it's in Reno this year, and two years from now, it is in Daytona Beach. Oh, that'll be that one's gonna be good. That'll be a good time. Um, it's been in Daytona several times. Uh, I personally have a vote, and my vote doesn't count for shit. Uh, my personal vote is it should be in Daytona, San Diego, Daytona, yeah, San Diego, Daytona, uh, just back and forth. That would be tits, man. Uh, Daytona is great. Um, so it's been in Daytona. I've been to Daytona twice for PIA Symposium, and both times, the weekend before Symposium, I mentioned is PIA and USPA board meetings, that same weekend is a cheerleader competition. <laughs> now, don't get excited, because it's majority children, like, you know, junior high, mm-hmm. some high school. But there's some college, but all the coaches are college girls. Mm. So it's still not a bad scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, yo, I was on the board at the time. We're in board meetings. We're in committees. And I'm not on a committee. And I have nothing for the next hour worth of committees. Let's go sit on the beach. And, you know, you're at the bar side. You can't drink. But you can sit and have a Coke at the side of the beach where all the high school and college girls are practicing <laughs> cheerleading. You look at the college girls, not the high school girls. Sure. I, well, it depends. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Man, it, uh, <laughs> no, you distinctly look at the older ones the best you can because it is hard to tell which ones are high school girls yeah. quickly. Mm. It very much is, man. So up until, uh, I, th- I want to say it was 2007, six or seven, SHOT Show used to be that way. So it used to be uh, Orlando, Vegas, Orlando, Vegas. Orlando. Beautiful. And then they realized that the numbers in Orlando were always so much lower because people just didn't, there just wasn't nearly as much to do in Orlando. Um, and so they weren't getting the attendance, so they're like, "Yeah, screw it, we're just keeping it in Vegas." Man, I uh, and they I, just ran, and then they just ran out of space. They, yeah. they wouldn't have been able to. There's been arguments about getting it in Europe uh, every so Oof. often, um, which I understand that argument. Um, I get that argument. The percentage of North American-based manufacturers is much higher than any other country. I think they might be better served to just have their own. So, every two years, maybe uh, smaller, and maybe you get some of the North American manufacturers. Well, but. so BPA, no BPA, uh, British Skydiving used to be British Parachute Association. Uh, has now it's expo. just BS. <laughs> you can't call it BS. Uh, has their <laughs> expo, and it's called uh, Skydive the Expo. It's like a day, day and a half, or something. So you have something of that. But the Polish recently started the European Skydiving Symposium. Um, okay. And I think they just had their second year of it, and it's gaining traction. It, it, it's getting somewhere. Um, if they were smart, they would have it every other even year because 
the symposium is every other Aji, right? And they're trying to attract manufacturers, and I'll, I'll tell you right they're now is L and B. I ain't going to both. Yeah, and I can't and afford to. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, it, it's there. There's not a. I'd say there's not a manufacturer, but there are manufacturers who afford to. I'm go to sure both. They, there are. But it, there's got to be some kind of re, you know reward to that. You know, I mean, is going to ESP not to be confused with ESS? Yes, uh, European Scouting some no symposium. Symposium. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, you know. You know. What is the? Is, 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 what is the? Uh, you know. What's the? Are they really benefiting? You know, financially a whole lot from going to that. Is it more of an awareness and education thing? So, to do it. To do two in one year would, you know, that really size, would. you know, yeah. would probably be. From what I've seen, though, of ESS or European Skydiving Symposium, I have a lot of great hope for them. Um, I still don't think they're going to ever be as big as a PIA Symposium. I could no. be 1,000% wrong. They right. could be bigger, but I just don't think so. Um, and I don't think manufacturers will attend the way they attend uh, PIA, but I think they're going to continue to grow. I think they're going to continue to grab more uh, manufacturers. Um, and I think that I think they've they've really got a strong start. I've been, I've I, I, really you know, it's start. it's all about it's all about how you it's all about the consistency and 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 what you're offering. And if if what you're offering is 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 there's value to it, then people will go. Yeah, you know, you just you just got to make sure that there's that there's that value, and it's not just a yeah. not just an event. Yeah, it's it's uh, got to have some organized structure for almost any event, and it doesn't matter symposium, trade show, uh, big way event, mm-hmm. four way comp, it don't matter. Um, those two words have to happen, and it seems like uh, oh God, I'm trying to remember the guy's name who puts it on it, but yeah, it seems like he's doing a good job of it. Um, I'm really impressed, and I'm interested to see see what comes because the European scene for sure deserves it. Um, it's big. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and it's getting bigger from what I see. So yeah, from what I can see, it really is, man. Uh, but yeah, PIA, come check it out. It's a lot of fun. I forget where it is after. I know like the rotation for a little while. I can't <laughs> remember right now. Yeah, but Daytona. Barely know what's going on next month, dude. As opposed to. I do know what's going on next month. PIA is going on next month. Dude, I'm on the road almost all of next month, actually. <laughs> that was uh, that was me this month. Like, I'm, this yeah. is the first time I've been home all month. So. Yeah. No, actually, Val and I leave on vacation in a f- in, a, in a few days. Uh, that's an ambiguous term for those of you who are stalking me. Uh, Val and I are going on vacation for a few days. Uh, I get back and I'm only home for just over a week, and then I'm gone for like 15 days. I come home for just over a week. I'm gone for so many days. I get home. I, it's it's just a whirlwind coming up, um, but it's a wonderful whirlwind, and we we have a lot of stuff. Uh, future of the show. I want to talk about that a mm-hmm. little bit more. Um, future of the show is like, yeah, well, I'm sick of waiting to figure out guests. Uh, we mentioned a hot topics, question and answers, but uh, 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 current events is what I'm going to call it as well. Um, I want everybody on the show to kind of keep up with what's currently going on in our sport. And that's going to be a different eyeball for each of you. For example, Josh is more involved in the belly scene, 16 way team this year. Mm-hmm. Alex is more involved in the free fly scene. Nick is more involved in the management scene. You know, just whatever current events that we're aware of. And you don't have to know a lot about it, but cue each other up, send messages to each other. We've got that group chat. Let us know that you want to talk about this on the next upcoming show. And so we can all just briefly educate ourselves on it, just get an idea or at least throw out the, the knowledge that we have there. Um, and that's the plan, guys. We're going to talk about different things. Um, Fudala has not been on the show in quite a while, and Chris Fudala has changed quite a bit since the last time he's been on the show. Um, he has grown tremendously in his professional life, um, and, and I say that with a little bit of bias because he is the lead examiner for the rating center. Um, but if you know me, I am a very critical and very picky individual when it comes to my business. 
I was presented, th- there was a seminar presented as DJ Marvin is the rating center. I, I wasn't supposed to know about the seminar, but I, I knew it happened in a marketing thing. DJ Marvin is the rating center. That's how they build it. And I hated it because, no, I, I tried to build it to be other people. Um, but it meant a lot to be recognized that I've built that brand. I've worked hard to develop that brand, and my heart and soul has gone into it. Sure. And Chris Vidala is leading the charge as our examiner, uh, as our lead examiner. So I think it shows how much, even though I'm biased, I really feel <laughs> that he's grown a lot professionally. Personally, he's also grown a lot, um, as any good man should. So I hope to have him on sometime soon. Emotionally and maturity-wise, not like physically. He's not. He's still the same size. So. Mm, <laughs> may, maybe ten pounds. Maybe ten pounds. Maybe a little bit in that gut, that butt. No, so. not at all. Maybe that butt. Yeah. 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 All in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> we have a few more guests we're trying to get on. Unfortunately, not all of them are working out. Um, Jake Carlton, I really wish he could mm. be here. You know Jake. Yep. Oh, my God. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, we're not going to be in town the same weekend. Uh, I will happens. be in Arizona the weekend he's here doing military shit. So, um, yeah, dude. It, it's a bummer. But we have a lot of people coming through. Thankfully, I do have a lot of connections in the sport with, with my jobs. And so uh, we do know a lot of people coming through. So we plan on having some more shows. Josh has a mobile setup that we might be experimenting with and trying. Uh, and it's a good time. And if we if it works out, we'll probably be duplicating and, and buying the same stuff just to have some more of that mobile access to what we do. So uh, till then, man, you guys got anything else you want to share? Any funky things you want to say? Talk about smell? No, I'm just happy to be here and and uh, you know back on the grind. Yeah, same. It's good to be back here. It's good to be uh, hanging out, hanging out, doing hanging a show out. again. Yeah. I'm sorry that I called us the Bald Boys, but I, mean, I think <laughs> that's what we're called. You, you saw the name, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I've been called worse. <laughs> anytime <laughs> today, <we> do, <laughs> so anytime yeah, it's the three of us without Nick, it's the Bald Boys. Fair it's, enough. It's straight up. It's what it, it is. Um, man, uh, uh, are we gonna go do the D and D movie as a group? Are we gonna get the D and D groups together to watch at? I would love to. Yeah, that would be a really good time just to get everybody together. Man. It looks like a really good movie. And if you're a and d nerd, it looks like it's got a lot of cheeky <laughs> to it. Like, I, I was really, like, super skeptical because, like, it's a D&D movie, right. dude, right? Yeah. I saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, yo, this looks like a great movie. Like, just, like, straight up, you don't have to be a and d fan to look sure. like this looks like a good movie. As a mm-hmm. D&D fan, you're like, it's an owl bear. We got one of those. Yeah, for sure. It's so cool having a visual reference like that, too, because so much of it is imaginative, you know? So now seeing something on a screen, you get more of a size for, like, the scale of the thing that you fought. And, I mean, it's beneficial to the game, too. Yeah, you can see how that killed be as baby uh-huh yeah totally right? like it's super beneficial it's so funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> so man uh we're gonna get out of here part of our new format is we're gonna make it happen no matter what you can play that funky white boy music um we're gonna do the show no matter what but we're also not gonna force anything more than we need to we'll be back regularly we've got four of us we'll make the mix happen uh some of it will be 45 minutes love it till then we're out go dookie remember to wipe back to front front to back that is the weirdest outro. Stay bald. Did you know we have like 30-some episodes with how you wipe your ass? <laughs> I do. Yeah. How do you wipe your ass? It's the normal way. So do you know what is... this ultimately comes into a question of? What? Is it from the side or is it from in between? That's what we found from out. From the like, side. But almost I'm a wipeys everybody... guy, too. Wipeys? Yeah. But like... you, you use butt wipes? Like wipeys? Yes. Pay... 100% of the time. After toilet paper or for toilet paper? Before. It, you go first with the white to get the bulk, and then the toilet paper to dry off. That's how it works. But what if you have more bulk? Thank you, U.S. Army, for that. So. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Later.